Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining. We have a lot to talk about in this episode. You can see it right there in my cash balance. I have almost $15,000 in cash in my brokerage because I just sold all of my AT&T shares. That's right. AT&T used to be one of my largest holdings. We had Apple, JP Morgan, Disney, Jeppy, Microsoft, and then there was AT&T and then Costco. But it's not there. I sold out of all of it. I sold 462 shares of AT&T, roughly $15,000 worth for a profit of about $1,500. So I did make some money in capital gains as well as dividends, but I've ultimately decided to sell completely out of this company. So in this video, I wanna talk about all of it. I wanna talk about this entire situation with AT&T. They're selling off Warner Media and they're combining Warner Media with Discovery to form a new media juggernaut, a new media company that will be second place to Disney. So Disney will be the largest one in the world, and this new one with Warner Media and Discovery will be second place. And in exchange for the sale, AT&T is going to get a large sum of money, as well as they're going to reduce the amount of debt they have. So that's a quick summary of the deal, but there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more going on and a lot more you need to know about. So we're going to talk about all of it in this episode. So if you like this type of content, be sure to give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, help out the YouTube algorithm a little bit so it shares this video to more people. And if you want to bring your membership to the next level and unlock a bunch of exclusive content, access to dividend tracking websites, as well as a Discord community, you can join the Patreon. There's a link in the description or it's patreon.com slash Joseph Carlson. So you can try that out as well. Okay, now let's go ahead and jump right into this news. This is massive, massive news. This may be the biggest news in the equity markets that we've had all year. The scale of this deal and how it's reshaping the streaming world could have huge, huge implications. AT&T agrees to merge its Warner Media assets with Discovery. That's the title, but it's a little bit confusing. What's really going on here? Well, what's really going on here is AT&T does not want to own Warner Media. They want out of the media business in general. They've decided that they don't want to go the route that they have been, where they're a conglomerate that owns a bunch of different businesses. They don't want to have this vertical integration of their their contacts with customers through their phone network, and then also a media property that they try to shoehorn in there. They don't want to have all these businesses converging. They don't want that vertical integration. So they're retreating from these plans and they're selling out of Warner Media. They're getting rid of this asset. In exchange, they're getting paid cash, and they're reducing dramatically the amount of debt they have. So let's go ahead and read some of the specifics on this deal. AT&T and Discovery reached a deal to combine their media assets into a new publicly traded company, unwinding the telecom company's big bet on entertainment after less than three years. So three years ago, AT&T purchased Warner Media for over $100 million. It was this massive acquisition. They fought so hard to get this asset. They paid so much money. And only three years later, they're selling out of it. They're saying that this was a mistake from the start. The new business of Warner Media and Discovery combined together doesn't have a name yet. They said that they haven't figured out a name yet. It's going to be led by the Discovery chief executive, David Saslav. The company said that Jason Kylar will retain his title as CEO of AT&T's WarnerMedia. 
That's not exactly accurate. That's a nice way of saying that we're firing you. They're getting rid of Jason Kylar. And Jason Kylar, I think, kind of a, a rude way of doing this was he was kept out of this deal for months. It was going on in the background. He had no clue about it. He was working hard on the future vision of HBO Max and growing this media property for him. Everything I've heard about Jason Kylar is that he's a good guy. He does a very good job. He did an excellent job with Hulu. And they made this deal in the back rooms. And then they told him, by the way, we made this deal and you're out. You're getting fired. So he is now negotiating with lawyers his exit package from AT&T. So what we know right now is that the new business doesn't have a name. It's a combination of Warner Media plus Discovery. And they're going to combine it together into a massive media company that rivals the likes of Disney. That's what they're comparing it to. That Disney's the only media company bigger than these two. They say the new media business will hold a little over $55 billion in debt. $55 billion in debt is a lot of debt. To give that some context of how much debt that is, that's roughly three times the amount of debt that Netflix has. And a lot of people talk about Netflix like, look at their balance sheet. They have so much debt. Well, this new media company is going to have three times the amount of debt as Netflix. So that is a lot. Now, on top of that debt, they're also going to continue doing a lot of spending. Mr. Zaslav, who is going to be the CEO of this new company, says that these two entities combined, both Warner Media and Discovery are going to spend $20 billion on content. $20 billion, a level that tops Netflix's programming budget. So they're kind of saying, hey, look, we're spending more on our content than even Netflix is, right? Kind of boasting about that? Kind of, but not really, because Warner Media owns a lot of things like CNN, TNT, TBS. This is linear television. Netflix is spending their $17 billion per year is 100% on streaming. Every dime of that budget is for content that goes back into their streaming service. The $20 billion that this new entity is going to be spending, well, at least a huge portion of that is not going to be for direct-to-consumer. It's going to be for linear television, things like CNN and different cable TV shows. So I think that's kind of a false comparison. Netflix still clearly spends more on streaming than even Warner Media and Discovery combined. And I don't think if you broke down the numbers, it would be even close to Netflix's. Now, in terms of what this new company is going to look like, what it will look like, is it going to be some new streaming service? Are they combining libraries together? Are they going to rebrand it as something brand new? Are they going to go over the HBO Max name or the Discovery name? What is this going to look like? Well, the answer is, we don't really know. The two CEOs declined to detail their long-term plans for HBO Max and Discovery Plus, which could remain separate or be combined into an even larger online video library. So, We have no details on what this new company looks like, how it's going to function, and how they're going to combine their content together, or whether they plan on leaving it separate. We really don't have a clue. The future CEO said, quote, We gotta have content people love so much that they would run home and pay for it before they pay for their dinner or roof over their head. So that's the level of detail he gives us, is that we have to have content that's so good people rather pay for that than their home bill. Okay, that's nice to say, but we'd like a little bit of insight into what your future plans are. So right now, we really don't have a clue what this new company is going to look like. Now we get to the actual details of this deal. They say under the deal, AT&T shareholders, and a lot of people skip this word right here, shareholders. They read it as if it's just AT&T will hold 71% stake in the new entity. That's not how it reads. It says AT&T shareholders will hold a 71% stake in the new entity. So AT&T is a company as an entity in and of themselves. 
is getting rid of this property. They're not going to have it on their balance sheet. It's not going to be an investment for them. They are selling out of Warner Media. The shareholders will get a portion of this new entity, and they're going to get 71% of the new entity, while Discovery shareholders own a 29% stake because Warner Media is worth significantly more than Discovery. So they split it 71 to 29. But this is the part that's confusing a lot of people. If you own AT&T right now, it's likely that next year you're going to get an additional company in your portfolio that will be this new entity in addition to AT&T. But AT&T themselves will not own this new entity. It'll be given to the new shareholders under its new name. They said in exchange, AT&T said it will receive $43 billion of cash, debt securities, and Warner Media's retention of certain debt. So that's good. They're getting rid of debt. That's a good thing, right? We can be happy about that. But that comes at a significant cost. There's a huge downside to this. AT&T signaled that it's going to cut the dividend. And this is really what's going to burn a lot of investors that are invested primarily because of their large payout and the amount of money that they provide investors in cash flow. The Dallas company said that it expects its annual dividend payout ratio of 40 to 43%. So it's going to have a lower payout ratio. But they also said that they're implying a total payout between 8 and 8.6 billion. Well, right now, AT&T pays out around 16 billion, which means they intend to cut their dividend by roughly 50%. So that is one of the big downsides in this deal is AT&T shareholders are going to be paid half as much as they're used to. Okay, so this is a lot of data. This is a lot of information to take in. And there's going to be more and more facts revealed over time and more details about the situation over the next couple months. But what I want to do right now is just do a quick review of what we know, the pros and cons of the situation, the good and the bad. So let's go ahead and start off with the good. The first big good thing from this, the first big benefit to AT&T, and the most significant one is that they'll have less debt. This deal means that they'll have $43 billion of debt reduction to their company. That will save them interest every single year. They won't have to do those big interest payments on that huge amount of debt. It also has certain implications. When you lower the debt of a company, you lower its risk. Debt creates risk. Debt is what gets companies in trouble. It's when they are heavily levered and they have a lot of debt, it makes the company a little bit more risky. So lowering the amount of debt makes the company less risky. This also has the benefit of attracting investors that are put off by the debt. So there's an investor that wants to invest in AT&T, but they say, man, it just has too much debt on its balance sheet. Now they might consider the company because it has a more conservative balance sheet and it's not so heavily levered. Another good thing for AT&T is that having less debt means they'll have a safer, more covered dividend with a lower payout ratio. So that's another benefit to the shareholder is that the dividend will be better covered. And then, of course, the next big positive, the big pro for AT&T shareholders is they will receive shares of this newly formed media company that doesn't have a name. The Warner Media Discovery Plus media company, AT&T shareholders are going to receive shares of that company. And same with Discovery, just not quite as much. So that's a good thing. You're going to receive shares of this new company. We don't know all the details of it, but you'll receive equity in that new company. It'll just show up in your brokerage. So these are the two biggest things is that as a shareholder of AT&T, your company will have less debt and you'll receive shares of this newly formed company. Another good thing is that management expects the new company to revenue over $40 billion in 2022. So that's a lot of cash flow. They think this company is going to be very successful. They're very bullish on it. They're excited about this new Warner Media Discovery Plus business and how it can potentially compete with the likes of Disney Plus and Netflix. 
So they're bullish on the new company, and that's exciting for some investors that really want to own that property. Now, AT&T will also solely focus on telecom. This is usually a benefit for companies. AT&T obviously has issues with management trying to run all these diverse sets of businesses and making them work together. So maybe if they're just solely focused on telecom and they don't have to worry about the Warner Media business, they'll be more successful that way. They won't have to juggle different businesses with different requirements at the same time. So that is another good thing for AT&T. Now, of course, we have to talk about the bad. This isn't as fun to talk about, but we have to go there. The first and obviously most important thing from this, if you're an AT&T shareholder, is you're going to notice a 50% dividend cut. That is substantial. And I would just guess, I would assume that a huge majority of AT&T shareholders have invested in this company because of its high payout, because it pays an enormous amount of cash flow. And the CEO has insured investors. In fact, he was on CNBC just a month ago saying, our dividend is secure, we can continue to pay it, we have the cash flow, and we can continue to pay that dividend while growing our business. Well, here we are one month later, and they've signaled to investors that they're going to be cutting that dividend by 50%. So all those shareholders holding this company because you want that big payout, well, now AT&T isn't that much different than a lot of other companies. A lot of other ones yielding around 3 or 4%. So that is obviously a big blow to a lot of investors. And it's something that AT&T did not need to do. They didn't need to sell off Warner Media. They didn't need to cut their dividend 50%. They had the cash flow to continue their operations, growing their business, and paying their dividend. So this is something they've chosen to do. And I think it might offend a lot of their shareholders. The next bad thing for AT&T is that they're losing their crown jewel. They're giving up Warner Media, and they're doing so for a price less than what they purchased it for three years ago. Warner Media is an extremely valuable asset. It's a media entertainment company. It has HBO Max. It has the Warner Media franchise with all of the movies. This is something that has scalability. It can scale across the globe, unlike a telecom business. Telecom growth is very limited. It's very linear. It only has so many opportunities to grow. Warner Media was one of their hyper growth potential parts of their business, and now they don't own a piece of it. They're giving that away for $43 billion, which is less than what they paid for it three years ago. So that is another huge negative for AT&T. For long-term AT&T shareholders, now what you own is a telecom company, nothing more, nothing less. There's no chance of global scalability. There's no chance of a growing streaming business. What you have is a telecom company that just slashed its dividend by 50%. Now, after that, we know that this new media company that you'll be given some shares of will have over $55 billion in debt. So AT&T is unloading a lot of debt onto this new company. That is roughly three times the amount of debt that Netflix has. And keep in mind that HBO Max has around 60 million subscribers. Discovery Plus has around 16 million direct to consumer. Both of those combined, if you were to take both of those numbers, 60 plus 16, you have 76 million subscribers. That's still far less than Netflix's direct to consumer business. Netflix has over 200 million subscribers for their streaming service. Both HBO Max and Discovery Plus combined together don't even have half of that. So Netflix has over twice as many subscribers as both of these companies put together while having a third of the debt, which means that this company will have to continue its non-direct consumer business for cash flow. So the CNN, the cable TV, all these aspects of the business that are having secular decline are going to have to be continued for cash flow. Netflix has cash flow with the streaming business. They don't, have to, they don't have to run other parts of their business to operate and to pay for their debt. 
They just have streaming subscribers. They already have that streamlined, single-focused, direct-to-consumer business. And both of these companies, Warner Media and Discovery, don't really have that. It's one portion of the business, but they're still going to be more convoluted and have different aspects to their business. And then last but not least, this is something that could be bad or could be good, but it makes me a little nervous about this, is we really don't know what this is going to look like. You're taking a leap of faith while staying invested in AT&T because you have no clue what this new Warner Media Discovery company is going to be like. Is it going to be like Netflix, where it's very simple? It's a no-ad streaming business that has a huge library of content, Or is it going to be like Peacock, where they have different tiers, some of them have ads, some of them don't, it's kind of convoluted. Is it going to be like Hulu, where it has live content mixed with recorded content? You know, we really don't know what this will look like. And I don't really like that. I want to know what my business will look like that I have a lot of money invested in. So I consider this a negative. We have no clue what this looks like or how it will play out. If you're invested in the company right now, it's kind of just a wait and see. And you're wondering what the management team is ultimately going to do. So there you have it. There's a complete overview of the good and the bad. To summarize the the top points, the good is that they'll have less debt. They'll have a better balance sheet. They'll be a safer, less risky company, and they might be more focused because they can just focus on telecom. And of course, the bad is that they're cutting the dividend by 50% and they're losing their crown jewel, Warner Media, which has by far the most potential of growth in their company. And they've given up that for the debt reductions. So there's the breakdown of it. Now let me explain why I ultimately decided to sell out of AT&T. When I was looking at the news of AT&T on Sunday and then today with this deal, I had to ask myself, why do I own AT&T? What was my purpose for buying this company in the first place? And you might be able to answer this question because I've said it publicly many times. It has two different parts of why I own this company. The first one is they have a large and stable dividend payout. AT&T is a high-yielding company. They have a very large dividend. They pay out a ton of cash flow. And they're also one of the unique companies that can afford to continually pay that out because they're such a high free cash flow business. So this is one big draw of this company is their large dividend payouts, their quarterly payments that provide income investors like myself with constant reliable income. That's reason number one. The other reason that I've repeatedly said that was a big portion of me owning AT&T as opposed to different companies like different real estate companies or different companies like Verizon was they own Warner Media. They have this really unique media property. Media is a more interesting business than telecom. Telecom has all sorts of limitations. Telecom is a capital intense business that has limited growth opportunity. They can grow their earnings per share. The company could grow a little bit, but it's a mostly saturated industry. Warner Media, on the other hand, can scale throughout the globe. The amount of subscribers they can gain is virtually endless. So this is a high growth, high potential aspect of AT&T. And what did they do with these two things? What did they do with the large stable payouts? And what did they do with Warner Media? Well, they got rid of both of them. Both of these are gone. Both reasons why I own this stock, both the large and stable payout and their ownership of Warner Media, which I think is a highly scalable business, are completely gone. Management in one fell swoop got rid of the two biggest reasons why I own this stock. So I had to ask myself, you take away Warner Media and you cut the dividend in half, what am I left with? Well, I'm left with a telecom company that has, in my opinion, pretty poor management. It doesn't have a lot of growth opportunity. They might be able to have some capital appreciation now, but it's not something that I'm excited to own. I really don't see the big incentive to own this company. So I just decided that I'm going to sell out of it and look for other opportunities. 
Another concern I have about this deal is it looks strikingly similar to the deal that Dominion Energy made with Warren Buffett back in July of 2020. Dominion Energy, like AT&T, wanted to focus its business more on one single focus. They wanted to reduce their debt, and they also wanted to cut their dividend. And they did all of that by selling off some of their assets to Warren Buffett. So they lost some cash flow, just like AT&T is doing. They reduced their debt, just like AT&T is doing. And they cut their dividend, just like AT&T is doing. The day after that happened, the stock fell almost 11%. And even today, Dominion Energy is still not back up to where it was before that deal was made. Well, we can see a similar reception to this deal. When it was first announced in the morning, the stock price shot up 4.3% because shareholders were excited about the potential of having this new dominant streaming service. But then when it became public that they're going to cut their dividend in half, the stock traded down to 2.85%. That is over a 6% swing in a single day for AT&T. Shareholders in companies like this that have historically been there to provide income, do not like seeing dividend cuts. Now, I do want to be clear. I'm not predicting some big sell-off with AT&T. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I can't see the future. Maybe the stock will do better now. Maybe this will be well-received by investors. But either way, I'm not personally too fond of their future vision of not having any media properties, reducing their dividend, and being a pure-play telecom company. I just think that there's other places I can put my money and have better growth and a better return on my investments. So I decided to lock in the gains, $1,500 in gains. I have $15,000 in cash, and I'm excited to be able to look at different companies and find out where I want to put this money to work. There's a lot of great companies out there. And over the next couple days, I'm going to be reviewing which one I want to deploy this money into. It might be a holding already in my portfolio, or it might be a new holding, but either way, I'll keep you up to date. So if you want to see what I do with this $15,000, Well, I'll show you in future videos. So just hit the subscribe button, look for the next video update, and I'll show you where I spend this money, what I end up doing with it. But that is the update for now. I hope you enjoyed this impromptu kind of emergency update, and I will talk to you in the next episode.